0: Hello everyone, and welcome to this episode of Region 2 NPA Podcast. I'm your host, Region 2 Director, Dr. Henry Mozicki, and I am so excited to welcome our President-elect of the NPA, Dr. Desiree Branson, who is also a member of Region 2. So hello, Dr. Branson, I'd like to welcome you And I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you decided to become an NP and how you got involved with the NPA.
1: Well, thank you for having me today, Dr. Mazzicki. And hello to all of our members out there. So my history goes back to, well, let me preface it. I actually used to be an accountant and I actually went through a career change like many of us. And in uh, 2003, I became a nurse, came back and did my NP in, um, in family practice in 2007. And then after practicing as um, a flex nurse at our local uh, University of Rochester Medical Center, I went back and um, then I became a family nurse practitioner in 2007 and I obtained a wonderful job in the Department of Vascular Surgery at Strong Memorial Hospital, for which I worked there for about 15 years. And um, during that time, I went back in 2013 and completed my doctoral work at the University of Rochester in 2015. Um, You know, I really wanted to um, get into academia. And um, a few years ago in 2018, the, um, the college, St. John Fisher College, which is now our university where I am right now, Um, called me and um, I've been a faculty member full-time with St. John Fisher University since then. Though, So things have changed over time like many of us, you know, we we practice. Um, When I was a nurse, I really enjoyed watching our colleagues um, in the healthcare field thinking about the differentials and diagnosis and treatment plans of our patients. So wanting to go back and get my master's and become a nurse practitioner was really important to me and being able to provide that holistic care to our patients. So that's what really encouraged me to go back. And I also really valued watching a lot of our leaders in the community um, really have a voice and speak for nurse practitioners and our patients. That's what really led me into our leadership roles here at the NPA. So around that time, one of my mentors at the university, of Rochester, Dr. Jane Tuttle tapped me on the shoulder. She knew that I was an accountant at the time. So what do you think I did with my first job with the NPA? I was treasurer. So that's how I came on board with the NPA probably about almost 15 years ago and went through multiple positions in Region 2 and then was blessed to be afforded a position um, at our state level for which I'm serving now as president-elect for the NPA.
0: Wow, that's great. You you had mentioned leadership in your bio, and I would uh, dare say that you are indeed a leader in our region, in region two. Can you speak to that about leadership and getting involved, especially in the grassroots?
1: Sure. You know, it's really important when we when we think about all the things we need to do as nurse practitioners, whether it's advocating for our patients, talking about um, our level of practice and and education, as well as our legislative agendas that we need um, to do to help remove barriers to care. It's really important for us. Um, There's a little coin statement that we've used in academia. Um, I think one of my colleagues may have said this, but that if you're not at the table, you're on the menu right so i've watched so many of our leaders go to albany and lobby for um our our patients right and for us in education and for removing these barriers and you have to take that small leap of faith it's a it's a different role but what we know that we all do is we educate we advocate and the power of our voices together are so really important for supporting our organization our patients Healthcare in general and the community that we serve.
0: Can you tell us a little bit on how nurse practitioners can have a positive influence, a positive impact, not only on the profession, but also on our patients?
1: Absolutely. Again, the power of that voice and having a sense of community um, for us as nurse practitioners is really important. What I've learned along the way is that, you know, we all work in our roles, whether it's as um, an advanced practice provider in education, you know, whatever it is that we do, but when we come together as an organization, we have that larger voice and together, right together, it's all about advocacy and coming together, we're able to remove barriers to care really relinquish those inequities for our patients and thinking about diversity, equity, inclusion, and healthcare. And then really taking our education to the highest level of our practice so that we can provide holistic care to our patients. You know, um, it's really those many voices we, we think about that make work easier, right? If we have the power of many voices. And um, the way we can do that is through membership of any nursing organization. Here, of course, we're ter- talking about the Nurse Practitioner Association with New York State and really to removing a lot of those legislator, um, legislative barriers to care.
0: Dr. Branson, with that being said, can you share a situation where you have made an impact professionally or with one of your patients?
1: Yeah, well, like everyone, every day, right? We work for our patients, for each other, for our communities. I think one thing that we all probably recognize, um, no matter what specialty area we're working in, myself, I'm a family nurse practitioner. Um, And one thing that I realized recently, um, when we think about holistic care and our education and how it really encompasses a variety of patients, whether it's in a rural setting, and an urban setting, During the COVID pandemic, which we are still in, right? Um, But early on, when we had such disparities and everyone was trying to come in as an emergent leader and still trying to provide that servitude as um, servant leaders in healthcare, I was able to flex my position very quickly. So having worked in vascular surgery, Everything changed during the COVID pandemic. I, What I did at the time was I joined the COVID task force at the University of Rochester, and I was able to very quickly serve our community, um, employee health, primary care practice, our colleges, by joining that task force and opening up many clinics in our local area and being able to serve people those urgent needs very quickly. And ironically, also, shifting things. Currently, I'm working for the Department of Anesthesia, um, Center for Perioperative Medicine. Um, So I'm able to flex my role and to service many people. And that's what we really need to do, right, in healthcare, where the healthcare environment is changing. It's very fluid. And as nurse practitioners, we're able to use our practice to service the needs of many very quickly.
0: Thank you. Now, lastly, I'm going to ask you, what does it mean to be a member of the NPA? Why should I become a member?
1: Because again, together we can advocate for so many um, things that we need to serve for our patients and the community. And when folks start out, myself, I started out as a student. When I was first brought on board um, Mm -hmm. by my mentor, Dr. Jane Tuttle, I was a student. And the one great thing is, when you come in as a student to the organization, Membership has its benefits, right? We're able to work with preceptors and mentors. We have a wonderful guide on transition into practice. Then you're collaborating with people across the state. When you think about evidence-based practice and doing the best thing for our patients and for our organization and for the community, we're able to collaborate together and see what those best practices are. It's also wonderful whether we're in the time of a pandemic or out of the pandemic, we're able to very quickly shift our environment. We are able to work with folks on Zoom and different other social networking platforms to reach and collaborate and be with each other. Networking and socialization is so very important for us to learn and to really grow from each other. So that's another reason to have that, um, the collaborative organization where we all can be together. And then really importantly, we're able to go to the capital work with our legislators in really moving healthcare legislative agendas forward. And really most importantly, right, is being able to again remove barriers to care, service our patients, be together, and to really um take our level of practice and education to its highest form through an organization that supports all of our members in every way, shape, and form that we can think of, um, you know, in your healthcare profession.
0: Well, it sounds like the MPA is indeed a powerful organization, one that every nurse practitioner really should be a part of. I want to thank you, Dr. Branson, for joining us today and for being the guest on this first episode for Region 2 on our podcast, and for everybody out there, please join us again for our next episode of the NPA podcast.
1: Thank you, Dr. Maziki Bye, everyone.